0: Feed me more.
1: The big guy, ride back. And I'm sitting here with JD in Florida. What's going on, buddy?
2: I'm pulling the John Cena. You can't see me.
1: <laughs> I can't see you. We, uh, I uh, it had your image on Skype and then it disappeared on me. So I'm just looking at an image of you flexing uh, for your Skype thing, in which Asian Joe put a ridiculous video, uh, picture of me flexing kind of too. So we just have two images of each other flexing. Here for Skype. Cool. Interesting. <laughs> no Asian Joe this week. He's still on sick leave. He has the black lung. He uh, he has a chronic cough. He did not want to. I don't. How can I say? He didn't want to be coughing on the air. He's not. He doesn't feel bad anymore. He just didn't. He's coughing a lot though, according to him, and so he didn't want to uh, be <coughs> the whole show. So. No Asian Joe this week. Hopefully, we'll get him back in action, get the tech guy back next week. But we got a great interview with PJ Black coming up on today's episode, so stay tuned for that. I'm really looking forward to talking to my good buddy PJ Black, formerly Justin Gabriel in the WWE, so stay tuned for that. But uh, what do you say, Jay? Do you want to do a little uh, No Ace Mike Malero this week? I completely can't forget Ace. He, uh, he's on vacation. And, uh, with the family, I believe Niagara falls. So, uh, hopefully everything, is that what he did say? Niagara falls, right? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so too. I was like, wait, did I just make that up? And, uh, but yeah, he, uh, with the family, he won't be back till, till next week. So we wish him well. I know he, he enjoys doing the show and, but he was kind enough to give us a a wrestling write up. I try to, Stay away from uh, some of this information sometimes, but we like to to dive in and talk about it because God knows the dirt sheets need to make some headlines for the week. So, you know, we feed them more with that. And uh, I got to pull up the wrestling news here, though, real quick. I had it up and then I, I got a, a new order on FeedMeMore.com. So I, uh, I lost my uh, train of thought there. All right. All right. I'm not going uh, to be reading Ace's thoughts on all of this. I'll just be giving the information. I don't want people to misquote me, and uh, we, will, we will avoid that. But we got Renee Young will be the guest commentator on this week's Raw. Renee Young will be stepping in, for jo- uh, yeah, stepping in for Jonathan Coachman on the Raw announced team as a guest commentator this Monday night. ESPN.com reports Coachman, meanwhile, will be fulfilling another obligation. Young will work alongside Michael Cole and Corey Graves for all three hours of the broadcast, making this the first time a woman is called an entire episode of Raw. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost, to my Las Vegas native, uh, Renee Young. That is uh, it's a cool accomplishment. She is a great person, a great human being. She is well-liked by everybody, um, top to bottom in that company, and uh, a true professional, and I think she is going to do an amazing job. I'm looking forward uh, to seeing her out there doing commentary. And uh, I think at the timing of this, it works out really well with the, with the is it the Evolve Evolution pay-per-view? Is that? Uh, I, I think so. I believe so, yeah. The, yep, Evolution pay-per-view uh, coming up, which I believe she will be uh, a part of that as well. So what better way than to get her live on Monday Night Raw? And I think she's going to thrive. She uh, I've never not seen her do great in anything there. So that's uh, that's one great step forward. It's, I can't believe it's crazy to look. It's 2018, and you would have thought that that this would have been done already. And it's not like a knock, not a bad thing at all. It's just, but it, it's good to see uh, progress being made and to see Renee uh, being the one that gets that first opportunity. I think that's a good thing. Any thoughts on that, JD?
2: No, I mean that's exactly what I was thinking too. Was just you you would have thought that it would have happened already. You know, not, not in a knocking way, just, you know, f- for how much emphasis there has been on the women. Because, I mean, you, technically they started the, the the women's movement, you know, c- just a couple years ago. But, I mean, they have, you know, going back to Trish Stratus, you know, like, w- once women became a consistent act on the show, as where before, like in the 90s, it, it was they were sort of just sprinkled here and there. And... Uh, I just, from my memory, I just feel like the women have always had a strong place on the show, you know, for the last 20 years. And uh, it's just hard to believe that this is the first uh, episode where she's going to be, where there's going to have a female commentator all the way through. But better late than never. So, you know, congratulations.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's it's a good thing for sure. So moving along, all in, coming to Fight TV and pay-per-view. Last week, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks announced that All In will be airing on Fight TV and pay-per-view on September 1st from the press release. Cody and the Young Bucks announced their broadcast partners for this historic event, including another milestone. All In is more than a phrase. It's a a harbinger of change for that wonderful slice of Americana we call pro wrestling, said Cody. All In will kick off with a special one-hour event on WGN uh, America entitled All In Zero Hour. The broadcast will feature exclusive matches and prepare you for the most anticipated independent show of all time. All In Zero Hour Zero, Zero Hour will air at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Central, on Saturday, September 1st, 2018. Uh, then the official All In event will be available on all major pay-per-view providers as well as fights starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p- uh, p.m. Uh, Central Time that same evening. And I believe... The announced price, uh, according to Ace, is uh, $38.99 uh, over the Euros, which is about $50 uh, American um, for the price of all that. So I think that's great. I think the, the interest is there. The demand is there. And if you're going to, like I said in the beginning, and, and obviously they, they know what they're doing with all this, uh, based off of the, 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 how quickly they sold that out, that clearly there's interest in this thing and uh if you're going to do it the the name of it's all in you might as well just go all in and i think this is going to be one of those financially for these guys is going to end up being uh extremely successful for them um based off of what everything's the way everything is kind of happening right now so i say congratulations to them they they're they're doing their thing they set a goal and uh they've hit it and uh they are finding a way to make this thing more and more appealing so I'm, I'm truly interested to see the numbers that they do on on like the buys on all this on everything i think this is a really cool fascinating time and pro wrestling it's i mean this 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 never ha- has happened before so let's uh let's hope it all goes well and uh but i think it's a great thing jd anything on this
2: no, not really. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's a big deal, and uh, it is a first. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure their costs going into this are going to be very high, but, you know, high risk, high reward. So just like the title of the show is all in, they're clearly going all in uh, mentally and financially, and, you know, they should have uh, a big reward for for this big risk that they're taking.
1: Absolutely. Now I'm I'm truly curious to see how this all does and I, I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be great for them, so well done. Moving along, Roman Reigns surprises the Georgia Tech football team. I don't know where Ace finds this news because I don't see any of this stuff stuff ever. But it's uh I also am not looking at it during the week. I'm kinda oblivious to it all these days. But the Georgia Tech football program held an event on friday evening to unveil their new adidas uniforms for the upcoming season fans attending the event were in for a surprise when roman reigns showed up wearing the new uniform with his wwe theme music playing roman is a georgia tech alumni having played football four years there um then ace has some of his notes on that there i think that's really cool i think uh roman has a history with that school and uh Anytime you can go back and uh, do something to help out, help out the school, get them a little more publicity and, and whatnot uh, on an off day probably. So kudos to Roman for shooting down there and uh, getting that done. And it seemed to have uh, generated a, a bit of interest. So that's, uh, that's Roman. He is, he is a worker. He's always working. So, Jade, anything on that or want to keep, keep it moving? Sounds very cool. a man of many words tonight jd no it's there's not much to say about that one that is really it is it's cool uh i
2: just you know some some of the stuff like to me i'm not really sure why it's considered news news, it's more like a tidbit you know it's like yeah it's cool and you know it's, it's just what is there to discuss it's it's a cool thing and you know i'm sure that everybody was pleasantly surprised and and uh you know, it's just what. What else does it say? It's a cool thing for him to do, and he doesn't have much off time. So, but it, with his history there and whatnot. But you know, is it, is it news?
1: I would have preferred that they had somebody dressed up in the uniforms and uh, maybe a mascot and uh, Roman in the uniform spears him and then unveils it's Roman Reigns and uh, to get a little more publicity out of it. But I don't know. Uh, no, it's just Roman just. Being a cool dude, and that's, uh, yeah, it's a tidbit more than anything, I think, is uh, the correct, correct verbiage for that. Moving along, moving along. WWE actively cracking down on spoilers. Again, guys, these are notes from Ace. He's uh, out of town this week. This isn't the big guy doing any of this, just so everyone is completely clear on that. It looks like the WWE was trying to keep a lid on spoilers being leaked at the May Young Classic tapings this week. According to Lords of Pain Wrestling News, two different correspondents at Full Sail University noted that there was a talk, there was talk of WWE speaking to at least two fans in the crowd who were uh, texting spoilers from the matches. Another correspondent claimed that it seemed like they were throttling data on Twitter towards the end of the tapings. Uh, A writer for the Wrestling Observer Newsletter said on Twitter that he was told not to post finishes anymore by someone who works for the company. Um, Ace has his thoughts on uh, that, which I can't read because I don't want people to think they're my thoughts, just to always be clear. But uh, no, I think that uh, if you're going to try to control it a little bit, I think for tape shows... I think that is, nobody wants, there's no need to spoil anything. It it really serves no purpose to anybody. But again, like these sites, if they're making money off these websites and and through clicks and through traffic and whatnot, that's where the, 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 that's why they're doing it. And uh, that's where the problem is. And so, you know, at least if they make a a valiant effort to try to shut it down, not to say it's always going to happen, but if they can cut it down, you know, and people know that there's repercussions and whatnot. Because, you know, Mark for life and they're sending the the fucking finishes. He's not going to want to miss the show. So eventually they're going to stop doing it because they're going to want to be there because they can't miss it. And uh, so, yeah, anything on that, JD? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, who really benefits from it? It's just the
2: people with their websites looking for clicks because, you know, how many other things are constantly spoiled? You know, whether it's TV shows or movies, I mean, there are spoilers out there, but not like in wrestling. Because, you know, like Avengers, the recent Avengers, you would have to go searching for the spoilers to the movie. But with wrestling, you know, everything spreads like wildfire. So one website posts the spoilers and a hundred other ones quickly copy and paste it because they all want to try and get the clicks before it's old news yep. and so then it's like you can't go anywhere I'm assuming and not see it and then of course if you see the headline or whatever you're going to be tempted to click on it it's like well I'll just take a peek but as soon as you take a peek your interest is no longer peaked and I've never understood you know stuff like that, I also never understood I mean I know that there are people in WWE who leak things purposely, but in regards to other stuff with the what's going to happen on the show and returns and certain things like I've never understood why there are as many leaks as there are and no, you're never...
1: ruining wrestling for themselves.
2: But, uh, exactly, I mean, but there's people there, whether there's disgruntled uh, employees, disgruntled wrestlers, whoever, you know, <clears throat> things get leaked, yeah. and I don't understand why, I mean, you know, you would never see that in, in any other form of entertainment, you know, whether it's TV or movies, I mean, they all sign uh, confidentiality agreements or, or non disclosure agreements saying, like, you know, if we find out that you are the leak of this. You know, you owe us two hundred fifty thousand dollars in damages or whatever, and it scares people off.
1: Do you think from, that WWE should have people sign that on their way in? Do you think that should
2: be a thing? I think yes, I do. I think that that's interesting. It's a I mean, show. Yeah. I mean, especially anybody who's in the production meetings, right? Because I mean, there's so much information passed along. You know, the production meetings done and now the producers are talking to the talent, the talent's talking to each other, the talent's talking to other staff members. You know, things are going to spread like wildfire. But I feel like you can put some kind of containment on it and, you know, just put it out there. Like, listen, we're trying to... Well, because think about it. You know, one of the things when we were watching wrestling before we got into the wrestling business that made it so exciting... Surprises. ...was surprises you know and they would say you know wwe anything can happen and you know once you you would really have to go looking to see if somebody was coming back or somebody was jumping from wcw or going to wcw or whatever but you know the wwe storylines in general were not just laid out on the table now it seems like you pretty much know you know week to week or you know where they're going and i just don't
1: that's because it's all talked about online it's constantly yeah yeah yeah
2: so i feel like if you contained it you know i mean there's no way to truly contain it i'm not saying that but if you restricted the amount of information that got out there at least because i mean in the last couple years i remember everybody freaked out when shane mcmahon came back why Nobody it's knew coming, yeah. Shane, Shane was coming back. How often does that happen? Now it's like, it's, you know, Bobby Lashley comes back, but they talk about it for like a month or six weeks. Like, yeah. oh, he might, he might come back tonight. Oh, he didn't come back tonight. He, he might come back next week. And it's like, so you're just like, he comes back, and you know, and it's terrible too because I'll see clips online because I don't actually watch the show, and the commentators, you know, oh my God, it's Bobby Lashley, but. 90% of the people already know he's coming back. Yeah, I couldn't and agree with you just, more on this. Yeah, so like, I just, I don't know. I always feel like, you know, and anybody out there who's saying, oh, well, who cares? Well, you're missing a vital part to what made wrestling great so exciting. Yeah. You know, in years past, was there were elements of surprise. You were caught off guard. You know, now people chant, holy shit, over the weirdest
1: Dude shit kissing.
2: dumb shit in the match. Yeah. yeah, people used to say holy shit because you'd be sitting on the couch Something would happen on on, on the screen and you would slide to the edge of your couch and go holy shit. Yeah oh, Like real what the fuck, you know, and then you'd be calling all your friends because you couldn't even text them Did yeah. you just see that? <laughs>
1: you mm-hmm. know what I
2: mean? So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I wonder if the so the first thing I'm trying to think of to is if they did, they had the, the little iPads or some sort of electronic consents that every paying, whenever they're in your tapings, that paying customers in order to get in, they must sign the electronic consent. If they don't sign it, with that, with, with stating that, with the repercussions and whatnot, because you are you are attending a filmed TV show, just like any other TV show, and that at least that would scare off. You're still going to probably have people attempt it, but if you are caught. There will be repercussions and whatnot. I feel like that could that could help. And again, it's not, you're never going to totally eliminate it, but it's a step in the right direction of, of creating a little fear to get these people to fucking knock it off. And, I've, and we've said it to begin with, the best advice I could ever give any wrestling fan is quit reading shit online. Now, granted, you're going to see things maybe on social media here and there and whatnot, but quit reading the dirt sheet. You're fucking ruining it for yourself. Just stop. Just actually just fucking watch the show and enjoy it. And I prompt you'll stop bitching because there'll be things that you're not expecting eventually. Or so I think, I don't know, but I, I, I don't feel like that stuff is contributing at all. I think it takes away from, because it is fake it, it, it's entertainment. So if you know everything that's happening, why are you going to watch it? And then you're upset that you're upset because you knew, because you couldn't control yourself. It, it's all ridiculous.
2: And containment is possible. You know, I mean, a friend of mine, Uh, Shout out to Brady Roberts. You know, I told you he worked on Deadpool 2 up in Vancouver. Now, there's way more people working on that movie than are at Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. There's hundreds and hundreds of people. So what they did with him when he would check in at 6 o'clock in the morning was they had this special black tape that they put on his phone. And they could tell if he tried to take the tape off. Really? So, yes. So they would put this special... Special black tape over his phone, because they would know if he peeled the tape off. They didn't take his phone away, but they would know if he took the tape off. They would randomly check to see, because obviously, as an extra in the movie, he was still privy to things that were taking place in the script, overhearing things, and they wanted... I mean, think about this. You're shooting in the middle of a city with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people working on there, and nothing gets leaked. So it's entirely possible but that's what they did with with the extras is you know and they would periodically check the phone and if they think that you took the tape off they were suspicious that you may have been you know sending out spoilers and they would just kick you off set.
1: That's I man that's that's one of the things too I was saying with the wrestling shows the other way that you would actually help it was, it was like I've talked about with the comedy shows that I've been to, where they lock your phone away in those in those lock bags, where yep. you take away you take you you stop it dead in its tracks doing that. You are attending a live taping, that you already have people that you you're, the people are going to come. People will actually it will do nothing but enhance the show because everybody will be focused. Everybody will actually have to fucking watch the show. I, I do think WWE should do that. Live events and all that, great. Let people, it's not TV, right? Live events, if you want to, I, I think do it for all your stuff. If you're going to do it, go all across the board. But, okay, maybe not live events if, if it's a cost thing, just for TVs and pay-per-views and whatnot. You, you have the lock bags, and you, what you will do is you will, everybody has ADD now with the phones anyways, you will force people to actually have to watch the show, which is why they're there to begin with. And problem solved. You won't be able to text the spoilers. If people want to try to write stuff down or, or go by memory or whatever, you still have them sign the, the deal. And if they're caught, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. But maybe just something to try to limit it. But, again, I think the main thing is just quit reading the dirt sheets and ruining it for yourselves. And uh, it will be much more enjoyable. So that's a, that's a good point, though. Jay. You, you, you always make good points. Moving on, we've got one more piece of wrestling news. Uh, actually, we'll do, we'll do two here. Uh, there, there's going to be a Ric Flair edition of WWE 2K19. 2K Sports has announced they would be doing a special woo edition of WWE 2K19. Uh, this costs only $130, uh, only $70 more than the regular edition. Uh, what you get for your $130 is exclusive playable legends in the game, including Rowdy Roddy Piper. Dusty Rhodes, Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, and The Undertaker, 2002 version. Exclusive Starcade, 1983 arena for everybody out there that wants that. And special in-game costumes for Ric Flair and Charlotte. A Ric Flair Funko Pop and a limited edition commemorative plaque featuring a piece of one of Ric Flair's robes. Um, Yeah, that's available for everybody out there. Just moving along. Uh, the final piece of news we have here is Dwayne Johnson's name is being used as part of an internet scam. I actually saw this myself. Uh, a few times in the last few weeks, I've seen people posting things like Dwayne Johnson is giving away millions of dollars in cash and cars. Click here. I'd hope it goes without saying that this is not real and The Rock is not giving away millions of dollars on Facebook through a scam bait video download site. And if he was, the post would probably have a lot less spelling and grammatical mistakes. Thanks for sharing it. I will select this person who downloaded my latest movie. Now also click here to download Skyscraper and Fighting With My Family. If you can download is a... Jesus, this thing is whoever wrote this. If you can download... If you download is a great opportunity to win the money and the car. Is the verbiage for this advertisement. Uh... Yeah, and then Ace has a few loads on that. So yeah, they, that is not, according to Ace's reports, this is not The Rock Dwayne Johnson's real um, advertisement. This is a scam. So uh buyer beware. And that's it with the wrestling news.
2: <sighs> so you're trying to tell me I shouldn't have filled out my information, giving them my social security number and all that?
1: Yeah, I did it three times. I wish I would have fucking read this a <laughs> few days ago. God damn it. <laughs> Got both of us. Big dumb you know, rock fell sp- for the fake rocks fucking advertisement.
2: It's it's a real ad. The rock had spelling errors because he was in the middle of a cheat meal and like he had his pancakes and stuff. He had syrup on his fingers and shit, so the buttons were sticking when he's typing.
1: Yeah, it's just just a total mess. Oh man, what's going on this week? How are you doing? I'm butt hurt. You're literally butthurt. What, yeah, you were telling you, what, you had quite the little injury last week, huh? You talking yeah, about and, that.
2: Uh, yeah, in my hockey game, I uh, had a impromptu breakaway and uh, was going a little faster than I probably should have, considering how close I was to the net. And right as I got my shot off, the defenseman uh, slashed my stick and it knocked me off balance, and I went ass first into the boards.
1: Oh.
2: And, uh, the hockey equipment now is so advanced. Um, and everything is lighter and, and, you know, just geared towards speed. And one thing I noticed having not played in 24 years is the equipment's changed a lot. And one of the things that's missing is a lot of the padding on your backside. Um, apparently since the game is so quick going forward, there's not a lot going on behind you. And, uh, so there's very little padding on my butt and, uh, it took about four or five days for it to come out, but my pretty much my entire left cheek and going down my thigh is uh purple
1: yeah that's uh I think that's safe to say it was uh you you sent me a picture of the bruise, and it was uh it was actually pretty funny. I believe the message before was i'm going to send you a picture of my ass and i <laughs> cool <laughs> cool dude and uh no but then it was it was the bruise on the side. And I was just like, gee, I, I didn't think it was that big. I was like, fuck, that's a hell of a bruise. You go from wrestling, now now you're fucking killing yourself in hockey. Almost. <laughs> How's it feeling now? Is it, uh, is it still hurt, or is it calmed down a bit? You
2: know, actually, it's weird, because uh, I skated on it yesterday in my game. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the bruise didn't come out until Friday. And all week long, like it was stiff, like it almost felt like I pulled a muscle. So I was stretching it, heating pad. Um, it didn't really seem swollen or anything. So I didn't really, you know, the chiropractor said, you don't don't have to worry about ice unless you see swelling, just heat it up so that it keeps it limber and, and, uh, you know, keeps it moving because yeah. obviously like I, I sit down a lot working from home and, it's brutal when you get up it's just all fucking tight so um it seems like as soon as the bruise actually came out it's a lot more tender and it's not the best place to have a big ass bruise literally on your ass i mean we all we don't have to uh Provide graphic details into what you do with your butt sometimes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> places that you have to sit and whatnot. I mean, like I said in a box, I'm just happy that my uh, countertop on the vanity there is close to the toilet. It gave me a little bit of leverage there and a little bit of relief, if you will.
1: Yeah, no, that's it's the little things that get you that, especially after an injury, it's it's uh. It's not easy. Everyday normal task you take for granted can sometimes become extremely difficult. I know like when they do my uh the stem cells. The uh I had my shoulder done on Monday and they had to take they take the bone marrow from the back of like right above my ass actually, like on the hip type right that low back top of your ass. And uh, I don't know how they they stick it's like an instrument but I'm out for the thing as I've said And, but it's like this extraction process they use to get the bone marrow out, but they did the left side before for my back a few weeks ago. And so they did the right side this time. And, but that's like, that takes like, that just now feels good. Like it, it'd still probably be a couple more days. Like when I put my warrior massage gun that I highly recommend everybody should check out that warrior massage gun. I use this thing every day. In fact, I actually, I blew the motor out of the other one because I, um, I had a friend over, um the week, a couple of weeks Be- ago in what time? female? of yes. C- affirmative. And, uh, <laughs> she was kind enough to, uh, put the massager on me for over an hour. And, uh, the next day I went to go use the gun. And, um, and, and I, when I say she used the gun, i mean on my back and shoulder, just to clarify the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, we're, we're talking about asses here and everything. I don't want to, and, uh, she, the gun, like started shorting the next day and I go what the hell this cuz this gun is I use it every day but so but supposedly and I messaged the owner uh Justin or one of the one of the owners who uh gave me his number they've been really good with me cuz they've sent me one other one um when they had an older model and uh, so they sent me the newer model and it uh he'd said don't use it for over like 15 minutes without it. let it cool down and, uh, I was like, fuck, he used it for over an hour. So, uh, <laughs> it was dude an hour straight too. So it was, uh, that gun definitely got over because it's a power tool. Essentially you got to get yeah. breaks. So, but it, uh, I know like on that bone marrow part, like on my low back, it'll be really putting it on there. I couldn't even put it on the first few days cause it was so sensitive from where they extracted the bone marrow. And then like now I could really dig it in and it, it helps a lot. So but just like that, too, like everyday little things like going to the bathroom and stuff, you're just like, it's like, ah, just a, literally a pain in the ass. So, it's,
2: Dude, uh, Did you tell me about the bone marrow? And I just think back to uh, early last year when Cosmo had to have his bone marrow checked. Yeah. And I, I remember them telling bit. me it was probably going to be really rough for him afterwards. And they gave me all these, you know, pain meds and anti-inflammatories. And they're like, "Listen, he's probably not going to put his foot down, and any weight on his leg." They did his hind left leg, and they said, "Don't be alarmed. You know, he, he's probably going to act like his leg is broken for a couple of days." And they're like, "It's very, very painful." But I'll be damned, dude. He, I remember he, he just got like one dose of painkillers. He put his foot down, never limped. He acted so normal, and I remember thinking, like, did they just? You know, were they just overly dramatic like on how painful it it could be, because I never knew anybody that had uh, any kind of you know bone marrow procedure, but then you told me about it, and I was just like, "Fuck, what a tough little dog he was. Just
1: yeah, no, he was. That is, because you know that dogs man in, in, in all dogs are obviously different, but like Sophie's the same way, she's super tough. she uh like she's acting now like she's totally fine which sucks because she has to live in that kennel for six weeks. But it's like, she just had back surgery. And I'm like, if a human just had back surgery, you're you're in bed for God knows how long. She, like, wants to run around already and stuff. I'm just like, holy shit. But, yeah, Cosmo was just tough. That's just like, I think it's certain dogs just have that. Or someone was, you were there telling me that, that dogs don't want to show... Um, some like they don't like to show weakness or that they're hurt or there's something cuz like Sophie doesn't Yeah,
2: play. when we were t- yeah, when we were talking about y- you were unsure yeah. what was going on yep. with Sophie at first cuz she was kind of acting normal but she kind of wasn't. I said it's a lot of dog's nature to not act Okay. as yeah. they don't want to show weakness, right? Like so if they they might not whimper if they have pain or they might not, you know, their natural uh behavior is to be strong even if they are you know a little breed or you know an exotic breed or whatever it's just in their dna and it's just it's unbelievable when you think about some of the stuff that you know animals go through and you know i'm sure there's animals out there that are you know little divas and stuff like that and after they have a procedure they just want to be pampered but there's so many dogs that i've known in my life where whether it's some kind of major procedure or an amputation or, you know, a large tumor removed or anything. And they, they just are so resilient and their spirits are so awesome. There's so much that we can learn from them in yeah. terms of just like suck it up,
1: buttercup, you know, like fuck. I feel like the Kardashians dogs are, are divas. Dogs like Probably. that that they have raised by people – with just an endless (laughs) supply of money and that they just, the dogs are ultra divas. But did you see the, uh, I'm excited for this is cause I I love watching the UFC fights. The, uh, Connor Khabib fight got worked out for October 6th here in Vegas.
2: Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, Khabib doesn't pull out. And I mean, I'm not saying that like he's scared of Connor, but Khabib has pulled out of a lot of fights.
1: Has he he Uh,
2: in the last couple of years? Yeah.
1: Is it more is that yeah. uh, for weight issues or just various different things?
2: I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, he's had some injuries in in training. Um, there was, I believe, one where he was sick. I think it was cutting weight. I can't remember off the top of my head. My memory is not that good these days. But um, he's had. I mean, it's hundred percent. He's not pulling out of these fights because he's yeah. Well, this is know, a big scared fight
1: or, too. That that's the yeah, other. Th- yeah. This is one of those like, these are one of those fights that you don't pull out of unless you really truly have to. Like, it, I would think for him, Connors had it, Connors has the money now. Connors made had the paydays, the big paydays. This for Khabib is essentially probably this is the biggest fight of his entire career. Oh, by far. So this financially, is, yeah, financially that where it, it, it wouldn't be. Um, Wise, unless again, like you said if there was an unfortunate incident or something which does happen, it happened to the Tony Ferguson there, I know he got injured there for the fight and but I think I, that happened twice between them yeah there yeah, I think it did I think it uh I don't know all the details on that, but it's that's one of the unfortunate aspects of that business with that stuff that you get the built make these big fights, and the training is so demanding in the human body, you know when you're uh in, in mixed martial arts there's so many different ways you can get injured and whatnot but hopefully uh everything lines up and uh this fight happens i want i i'm just excited to watch it I, it's everybody's gonna make their predictions and whatnot i just I, I, I just enjoy the anticipation of the fight and uh i try to never like uh not to say I don't occasionally you know pick sides and whatnot i just just want a good fight. I just uh, like to get your money's worth on it and whatnot, so. but I know they're going to have a pretty stacked cards. I believe in that one or it's the fight. maybe that was the card before. there were quite a few big fights, MSG. I know they, uh, one of the cards had, had quite a few big matchups, but I need to clarify too, somebody got got hot go-go uh, figure online on uh, I don't know if it was on Twitter maybe when I checked the Twitter old Twitter account. Somebody, when I mentioned the uh, Daniel Cormier and uh, and Brock, how Brock is like When I was talking about Brock being a big heavyweight, and I'd mentioned DC uh, coming up, and because I, I was just the guy was hot because he goes DC is two hundred and forty something pounds, in which he is, and that and I didn't realize he cuts down to two hundred five. I will because he was always around that. I knew he cut down to get to fight in two hundred five. I didn't realize how significant it was. But he was extremely mad at how I worded that. So and he's like, stay in your fucking lane, goof. And uh, oh, yeah, I was like, you, is there any reason to get mad? I was The point I was trying to make is Brock is a big heavyweight. Brock is bigger than DC is what I was getting at on that. So it's just amazing. You know what's funny with these people is they come into your
2: lane to tell you to stay in your lane. Yeah. Right? It's, like- it's, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's truly – it's never – it, one click on the picture tells you everything you always need to see and they it, it it's the best you try to i try to be nice as much as i can i just saw you got to block some of these people cuz it's just everybody gets it everybody knows what i'm talking about but it's just a whole other level somebody made it a point to it's like i tell like i don't create the dirt sheet headlines guys i don't i don't do that i don't want i don't want to be on them i don't i'm just living my life for my fans doing things i enjoy i don't call up, you know, fucking Dave Meltzer and say, like, hey, Dave, can you go ahead and uh, talk about this this week that I, I talked about this on my podcast. I'd really appreciate it. Like, no, I don't I don't care about any of that. I don't want to be involved in any of that and whatnot. And people will read something on a whatever the headline's trying to get across and whatever emotions they're trying to uh, elicit. And then they'll make sure to come find me and tell me I'm irrelevant. There was another one. There was somebody that did, did that, and I'm just thinking, like, you literally stopped everything you're doing to read a headline about I didn't write, and it was nothing bad, actually, on this particular one, and that, uh, that I'm irrelevant. And I was like, it, it, could, it just makes no sense to me. It's like, oh, blocked. I can't deal with people like it's this. It's
2: just funny, right? Because like, they come in your lane and are like, stay in your lane. It's like,
1: who are it, you? It, you're irrelevant. I don't know who you are, but I know, I know who you are to leave a comment on your page. Like beep beep, stay in your own lane, yeah. motherfucker. God damn it, or get the fucking ran over. God damn it.
2: And people, I don't understand too. You know, having been on social media for years now, as most people have, the understanding of clickbait. And you know, we talk about this frequently too. You know, Brett Hart gets it pretty bad. He does, but they do. They do. They do it with a lot of guys. Like I told you the other day, I was on oh, YouTube everybody. and it was like recommended for you steve austin capital letters berries jeff jarrett hard yep. and like hard piece of, yeah berries like <laughs> and it was a clip from like one of his podcasts like a couple years ago about how he talked about in 98 he was supposed to work a program with jeff and he opted out of it yeah. he didn't sit there and he's like fuck double j goddamn jeff jarrett he wasn't worthy of of a fucking stunner or in the middle of a street because that would work in a real fight inside joke right? Yeah, there. yeah. Um, thank
1: you, thank you. We uh, we'll we'll touch on that after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's like he, he just he, he he just spoke about how when he was presented with the 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 creative of him working a program with Jeff, he chose not to, and he was in the position to do so. He didn't sit there and just shit all over him and bury him, and it's just like a awesome headline a
1: lot now too. I've noticed there's a lot of Who? him. Austin, like you're saying, he gets it a lot, too, now.
2: Because people are going... It's almost like they're going through podcasts from, like, two years ago where people don't remember the, the substance of the podcast. Yep. And they're pulling clips out. And then, of course, you know, the headline matching up to the clip doesn't match up, like, 90% of the time. Nope. And the headline is, you know, it's Troush. got... A, oh, my God, it's so bad. It's buried just... You know, crushes so like it's all these big fucking words that try to attract you to click on it.
1: Yeah, hence shoot berry are the two most yeah. overused terms in pro wrestling. Shoot hard, shoots hard, capital letter. And, <laughs> that's when they're now they're now they're adding pew, uh, pew, shoots hard.
2: Pew, pew, hard, pew, deep. pew. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> it's like, I see that shit, dude. That's all I think in my head. It's like pew, 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 pew. shoot <laughs> No, uh, so, and then it'll be a clip. Like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't want to work with him. No, yeah, he was, it wasn't he even, was
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you just want people. It, that's what I posted a, a Grant Cardone thing. It was, don't fear the haters. Fear the people that believe the haters. <laughs> that, well, that was, it is. I mean, cause yeah. it,
2: you would think. Okay, I get it. You know, when clickbait first came around, the reason that it worked was because nobody knew they were being baited. Yeah. Right. Short for bait and switch, which was an old term that was always around. But nobody knew. And it's just like that goddamn scam we were talking about with with the rock. It's like, how do people not know by now? I mean, because it's been done a million times over on Facebook, on ads, on YouTube, on wrestling websites, on other TMZs. Like everybody, it's clickbait is, is, you know, but it's been around for so long. You know, now if you wanna click on something and you know you're clicking on clickbait, then consider the source and consider the circumstances. Go, oh yeah, you know, I could just tell they're fucking just trying to make this, you know, <laughs> out to be something when it's not. But don't click on clickbait after all these years and be like, Oh my god, he said what? No. No, just no. Yeah. No, no. it's uh put the phone down. Step away from the phone. Step away from the phone. Back up.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, we live in an interesting period. I don't. I don't know what to. Um, I don't know what to make. I try to stay optimistic and stay positive, but it's like everybody that I talk to, everybody says the same thing. Like, and it, it's all people that that have a good head on their shoulders, and everyone has the same concerns of like where we like when I talk to people and they're we like, going, yeah, where, what direction are we going? And like, are people getting stupider? Like everyone that I, I have this discussion with, it's all the same. Everybody's noticing it. And it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's just, it's, well, because
2: in some ways, in some ways, intellectually we are, I mean, there is a ridiculous <coughs> amount of misinformation and straight up lies oh, on yeah. the internet. But, yeah, and yeah. there's, you know, there is so much shit. Um, actually, I just listened to, uh, I forgot to send it to you. It was a link to uh, Andy Frisella. He does a new thing on Sundays called The Sunday Sermon, and it's like a 10 to 15-minute podcast. It's real short. Yep. And he was talking about how he's finding it harder and harder to be on social media because every time he's on there, he, all he sees is shit that makes him go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah like cause it's just like everybody is trying to outdo everybody. Everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to have that post that's going to get them, you know, hundreds of thousands of likes or millions of likes. Dude, like everybody stupid thinks shit, yep. And it's all stupid shit. And because that's, you know, what catches, but people don't realize a lot of the stupid shit that has gone viral was not planned.
1: Yeah.
2: It was organic. And there's all these people now trying, and I actually just uh, heard Gary V talk about this the other day, where he's like, he's telling everybody, he's like, you know what I have to say to you guys? Fucking stop! Just fucking stop! Stop trying to fucking create the next viral video. Like yeah. you can't. And he that's where that's where I got this from is he goes, most of the shit in the last ten years that went viral or got those million clicks, those million likes was. It was either an accident and they just happened to catch it on camera or it was organic. You can't pre-plan this shit and think that you're going to pull it off and have everybody believe it's genuine. It's like it's not – like, but we should be focusing on that anyways because let's say you do get the post that goes viral. How many people know how to make money off that post? Can you even make a living off that post? No, you might be able to get paid off of something. But it's not like it's okay, it's a my post changer, went viral. Yeah. yeah, now now I have a career. My post went viral. No, because there are how many posts a day on social media? I don't even know. All I know is from watching Mark Zuckerberg's uh, testimony in front of Congress. Yes, I watched and listened to that boring shit because it lasted for hours. <laughs> that there are over a billion pieces of shit uploaded to Facebook alone. Every incredible. single day,
1: a, over a billion every day. So it's just like I can't look at I, dude. I can't. I, I don't even look at Facebook. I the marketing team uses it, and well, I my do I. I got everything linked up to where, and if I post on Instagram, and and then it, it posts to my Facebook and whatnot. But I'm seeing on Instagram, and we've talked about this before. I really think I there is a real concern. The amount of men and women doing steroids and performance enhancers for attention. I can't tell you. I'm seeing it more and more and more in younger and younger people. It is, it is a fucking disease. And it's yep. like, what and it's because these in kids and young people are seeing people do this and get attention from doing it. And so it is it's literally an easy way for them to get attention. And it's like yep. they've not built a foundation, they've not done anything. And it's just, it's, it's scary. Like, I I would bet you steroid use is higher now than it's ever been because, and I think social media is a big part of that. And And just people, and a lot of people too with that, and they're photoshopping the fuck out of their photos. And it's like, why are you photoshopping you? Okay, you're in shape. Why are you even creating this illusion even further to fuck kids' minds up? It's like... I don't. It's just bad, man. I, I see this and I'm like, uh, I don't like where we're going it, it, with this. It is.
2: No, it's totally social media, and anybody who's going, oh, Ryback talking about fucking steroids. Do you
1: have copies of any of your wellness tests by chance? I had. I used to have all of them. So I, I don't. I think I threw all of that out when I moved into. I don't know if it was. I, ha- I used to keep them in a plastic bin here. I had all of them. I. I know Cena always posted all his up. I just never. I just. I've never failed one on that. So, well, for anybody developmental.
2: in relation to or or listening in regards to feed me more nutrition, one idea we have is, you know, going forward, you know, ride back getting blood work done and and posting the results on a uh I don't want to say a frequent basis, but whenever blood work is yeah. needed and usually a couple times a year. You know, couple times a year and blood tests don't lie and, you know, you can see what you see and you can believe whatever you want after that but um i can't remember who i was talking to recently about how you know i started going to the gym in in uh when i was 18 so the year 2000 um and you could tell when you were at the gym who was using and who wasn't yeah because there were not very many now you go to the gym and it's like it's easier to pick out who's not using drugs, yeah, because there's so few of them. And it is completely from social media because if you're not in the fitness industry as a competitor who's competing in non-drug tested leagues, which then you know those people are doing whatever they want to do, no judgment. Um, if you are not pursuing that, then what reason do you have to be using all these drugs? Yeah. Now it's different. I just if you think go to people doctor- even
1: pursuing it. I'm like, why are you pursuing that? With the the risk that in the for the so little money in that to begin with, and it's it, it, outside of maybe a few people that actually do make somewhat for the actual amount of, of damage you're doing to yourself. It is. It's just like it's an asinine mindset. Like, it blows me away, and it's just like the number one thing everyone should be striving for is health. It's, but I feel like it's just a Social media. More. Everyone wants attention. Everyone wants to be better than everybody else, and it's like they just want to media, look good in their yeah.
2: selfies, and they know that they have to do the drugs because, because most they don't, don't want to the put discipline. they don't want to put the work in. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's where the issue. You know? And it's like, God damn it, guys! It's just sending out a horrible message. And it's like, there's no end game to that. That's where like, but they they don't see it. And it's I can't tell you how many people. I, I hate when I see women in Vegas that have done cycle after cycle after cycle because eventually then it hits them at some point, usually in their 30s, and they just, they look fucking horrible. And it it just, it destroys them and then they no longer, it's like, God. And a lot of them used to be really pretty and you're like, why did you do this to yourself? And it's like a lifelong thing where they just, they think they need the drugs and it's it's just, it's not the right path to go down. But like young people, like everybody thinks they want to be famous or want like attention. I'm telling you, it's... There's a it's right all way. about attention. Yeah, and that, that's what the social media, it, it, it that's the bad part about it, is that it encourages things to get attention. And it rewards people that get attention. But then fine, you want to get attention, but there's, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. And I don't know, it just feels like it, I have to limit my exposure on there, because I just, it's like, fuck, I can't, I can't take this. It's just, it's not real life. I don't know what it is. It's like this fantasy world that it's, fucking out of hand and it's like where are we going and um i don't know i've noticed it just seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse so i i I feel like i'm not wrong on that
2: no it is i mean i have told you before too like i remember getting on facebook in uh 2000 I don't know, 6, 2007, you know 2008. Not
1: to cut you off, when, but just to, to your point right here too, because this is something I, I wanted to talk about this, because Gary Vaynerchuk was saying that like his thing is is social media, um, it just exposed us, right? We've always been like this. But that's not true. I, mean, I think me and you are on the same playing field on this, that social media wasn't always like this. It was It was a happier place early on, and then somewhere along the line it switched.
2: Yeah, because, I mean, with, with the original MySpace, uh, if you put up a status, it didn't you. There was no ability to comment on it, and if you, I think there was a wall, and people could leave comments on your wall. But people would leave, like, "Hey, man, thinking about you. Haven't talked to you in a while," or, or you know, girls would leave comments or whatever. And then when Facebook came along, it had a very similar layout. You had a wall. Uh, You put your status up. Nobody could comment on your status. Um, The layout was very much like MySpace. And then, of course, they changed it to be different. But once you could comment on people's status or you could start liking stuff, people, it was almost like you looked, but you didn't touch. And I don't remember when it started happening, but you could put up a status, even if it was controversial, And you wouldn't get all these people coming to your page arguing with you or whatever. It was not, you know, it was several years and I can't pinpoint when. But to Gary's point, I think that it exposed some people. I think other people who've grown up on this have developed bad habits and bad manners almost per se because like, when I think about the generation before, it's like, well, you do stay in your lane. If somebody's on their page and they want to post something as their status, if you disagree with it, just you just on. keep your opinion yeah. to yourself. Yeah, you just move on. You don't. It's not your business. It's not your place to go be like, no man, fuck you, move you're on. wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. and now there's a whole generation who's grown up on this, and literally from like the age of
1: it encourages you know,
2: arguing. Well, it, it does because everybody feels like they have a voice and. And everybody feels their
1: voice is right and there's and
2: they do and they'll they'll, they'll fight to the death verbally yeah. and but they will do it with no respect and and no manners and whatever because it's like it's like the wild wild west verbally
1: yeah that's like the guy with and... the dc comment like he instantly insults you know what i mean like he instantly goes into attack mode because in just over something it was like wait why wouldn't you just f- phrase that in a in a in a manner that's not so offensive, like, you know what I mean. But I feel like people are just so quick to one, oh you're wrong. Two, let me attack you, and, and like it, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Do you think? And because can Instagram? Can you do this? Do you think disabling comments on these? Not n- clearly, not everyone's going to do this. But that's something I was debating. If can you disable comments on Instagram? I wonder how that would be interaction wise, disabling comments, but just a lot keeping the likes and taking it out of their hands where people they can't have access to you on that platform. Now the rest, I mean, but here's the thing. I
2: would it's it's such a slippery slope, okay, because as an individual um, well, I mean as an individual, if I had my if had a personal account on Instagram I would hardly post it's and real. if I did Same post here. I would I, w- I wouldn't be posting anything that's going to really attract haters or fuck all. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah, you know, I would just cuz I, I don't care enough about social media but as a business owner, you know, we've talked about many times the evil necessity Evilness, is yeah. not just social media but social media interaction like, you know, it's it used to thing. be that if people commented it was like whatever. Now You know, the algorithms changed and it's like you if somebody comments, you know, I meant to tell you this, too, because you get a lot of comments, sometimes with questions. If you go and click the fucking heart next to it that you like it like that counts as an interaction. Yeah, because it's almost like now when somebody leaves a comment, it's not even like a complete interaction for your profile. And if the more interactions you have, the more your page shows up as, hey, this this is where the party's at, right? Yeah. So now it's like you have to make a point of liking many comments or responding to several. like it, it, That completes the interaction as where before, on previous algorithms, just people commenting was the interaction.
1: That's crazy you just said that because what that is doing is encouraging you to be obsessed with social media. You have to spend more time, time on, on it, it, yeah. On their platform. That is, yeah. oof, that's a dangerous. I'm telling them this stuff is all to me. It's just so dangerous. And again, that's and what I mean, I experimented
2: with it too. Where if I put up posts and I see comments, and I don't like them, like you know, don't like them or don't yeah. respond, and then I'll check my stats on there, and then maybe the next three or four posts I put up, all of the similar nature, but I'm liking everybody's comments and I'm respond even if I respond with you know a little flex emoji or a fist bump or whatever a thumbs up the engagement for the impressions and and how many people viewed it goes up
1: that's crazy i'm uh yeah. oh it, it's i don't know man i'm uh this whole thing i was telling you i got the website redone it's up the new feed me more.com is up and running we've uh, switched over to shopify i uh moved to a new web uh, host and uh, Vince out in California and uh, he's uh, running things now uh, along with the marketing team and myself and uh, we got some other players in place but it's uh, it's constant work and learning about all this and whatnot but the, actually one of the cool things about Shopify is uh, through that platform, that's the number one e-commerce platform is Now, when we're trying to get approved right now, because Facebook, it should be this week. It will be this week. There's the guy; he's been on them, and we've uh, been dealing with a Facebook rep. But where my store will now be on my Facebook page, where you could buy directly from my Facebook at Feed Me More Nutrition page, and then on my Instagram page, where literally, so if I post an image of Wake Up Unlimited Energy or Finish It BCAA or Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner, the shop button will literally be there as you scroll over, or it will be on the image. And you can literally check out right there. You don't even go to the feedmemore.com page. It's uh, one of the cool little parts of of using Shopify. I wish I would have been using them a lot longer, but uh, way back when. But you learn as you go along. But it's it's like you said, it's a necessary evil in in, in this day and age with a business. If, again, if I just had a personal account, I wouldn't. I'd honestly, and again, being a wrestler, that's kind of another thing. Is it helps with that, but if I was not involved in this in any way, shape, or form, I don't know if I would use social media at all. I don't, I don't, I would I have accounts? Maybe, but I Instagram, WWE, the social media people had to get on me that my last year there is when I opened up my Instagram account. And I'm glad I did because I got the million followers really quick. I wish though, I was like, well, shit, what if I would have done that back when I debuted as Ryback? How many followers would I have I had, had then? You know what I mean if I, and whatnot, but it, it's, and It just gives you more reach for when you do business type stuff, but personal, I I can't see why you want it, would want to get caught up in this game because it's uh, I I don't I don't enjoy it. I mean, it's nice being able to be interactive with people and whatnot, but for me, it can be really overwhelming, especially trying to when you try to fucking do all this other stuff. It's like you can't spend that much time, but like but then it's but they reward you for when you do spend time on it. It makes you more interactive and it. it increases the amount of views that you can get or by the the amount of people that can see you so it's just it's like they've made these addictive devices even more addictive and they're they're rewarding addictive behavior which is to me crazy but well, that's why you
2: see so many posts that encourage you know tagging other people and, and things like yeah. that because it's like you're telling somebody to comment you know whether it's through a contest or whatever it's just like You know, maybe it's a meme and it's got a message. It'll say tag somebody who needs to hear this today. And, but it, you know, and then if you go and look a day later, you know, whoever owns the account, you know, lately there will be thumbs up hearts, you know, whatever, because they go and acknowledge the comments, which completes the interaction. So it's, uh, you know, and then of course, moves them up the, the food chain as far, you know, in the search department for Instagram. And cause they changed that too. I mean, if, I don't know if you noticed on, in the search page, it looks different now too. I didn't and, notice that. Uh, yeah. Cause sometimes I'll go and search like certain accounts that I follow, but I can't remember their handle or whatever. So I go, you know, in there and type their name and, or the business or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's just, it looks different. I mean, they're constantly changing it. And uh, it's hard to keep up with it, too. And, it I mean, is. I'm not, a, I'm not a, a techie kind of a guy. And I've never, you know, social media was literally, you know, the only reason I ever signed up for Facebook in the first place when MySpace was still hot, because I was like, well, this is how you expose yourself to people. And, of course, with wrestling at that time, It was hard to get exposure. Now it's so easy to get exposure, but then it was hard because, you know, Google was sort of like the new search engine on the block and YouTube was there, but it wasn't what it became. And I was like, how how do you get other people knowing about you? And, you know, that's what it was for. And for me anyways. Yeah. And, Mm. but I mean, it's from, from a personal standpoint, I don't, I feel like, two of the main reasons people post about themselves are number one, there's a gap in their life. I don't know what that is. It probably varies from person to person, but yeah. they have this need to either be accepted or liked or appreciated or just get attention in general. And then there's other people who just have egos and they want to feed the ego. Yeah. So I wouldn't be posting about myself because I don't, I have no desire to have anybody's approval. I don't need to have my ego stroked by people who I don't know or opinions uh, don't affect my life. You know, And I think that if people spent a little more time on themselves, working on themselves, being happy with themselves, and improving their lives, they would see that they wouldn't need to spend as much time on social media
1: i I agree with you completely. I think it's uh balance balance is key and uh you gotta if we're always looking down at our phones we're we're missing out on a lot I feel like uh, for us that's why it's important to keep yourself busy and and have things going on to where you can control control it and everything so. It's uh, very interesting to see where we go with all this, though, because things are constantly evolving and advancing, I feel like, at a much more rapid rate than ever. So uh, it will it'll be crazy to see where we're at in the next three to five years with everything. And, uh, yeah, that's about it on me for that. Hey, guys, it's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And right now, we have our summer specials only available on FeedMeMore.com. Buy one vanilla iso-hungry protein, get the second half off. Buy one cherry limeade, wake up unlimited energy, get the second half off. The Big Guy Testosterone Booster is now back in stock, and check out our finish-it branched chain amino acid electrolyte pump matrix. Great combo specials are also available all summer long. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more all right we are back and for the first time ever on conversation with the big guy we are we're evolving and growing and we got our first guest a man i know very well a man who was in the nexus with me goes by the name of pj black formerly justin angel of fcw justin gabriel in wwe pj thank you for joining us today how you doing buddy I'm doing very well. How about you, buddy?
3: Good to uh, to hear your voice again.
1: I know, it's been a bit, we we text a bit, but we haven't actually, I don't think we've spoken, I haven't seen you since, it was, we did that show, it was you, EC3, it was when I wrestled Matt Hardy at Wrestlecade, which was almost, November last year. No, that was, uh, it'll be two years in November. Oh, wow. Yeah, time is flying by. Time time just flies. You You didn't do Wrestlecade last year? No, I, I wrestled Joey Mercury last year at that one, actually, too, so that was, uh, okay. I actually, they asked me to come back this year, but I'm I'm booked somewhere else, so I already, unfortunately, that's one of my, I enjoy doing that show a lot, they run a, a nice little show down there, but I remember do, I was I love it. so happy to see you when I ran in, because I didn't know you were going to be there, and, uh, and seeing EC3 and everybody, it was, uh, brought a smile to my face, but Man, how's everything going? Life good? You're out in California, right?
3: I am in California. Yeah, life is good, man. Um, This year has been really good. Obviously, last year I was out for a whole year with my injury. Uh, That was tough. I had to relearn how to walk. Um, Now, for everybody... Same same plates in my leg that you had in your plate. I I know you had them recently removed, and I'm thinking about getting them removed too this year, but uh, it's going too well, so I kind of don't want to do that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are... I feel like you're doing very well for yourself and for people that don't... I want to talk about your injury a little bit, but I want... Do you remember back in FCW? Because I don't, I don't remember... Like, I remember when I first started talking to, to Stu, to Wade Barrett, because uh, cause I had a little bit of history with him at OVW. I don't remember specifically when me and you started actually talking more, but I remember it had something to do... I remember speaking, and, and it was something about the damn secret and the law of attraction, and I found it's was like, oh, you think a lot like me, but we were two entirely different people. Do you remember specifically when we, that whole period in FCW, or no? Sorry, my phone is like breaking up. I didn't hear a word you said. Ah, <laughs> the, the joys of, of podcasting. No, it's all right. I was just saying, do you remember <laughs> when my, or we first came in contact at FCW? Because I was uh-huh. trying to figure out. I remember when me and Stu started talking, and I and, and I started you know uh, talking to Stu a lot more. I don't remember specifically when me and you. I know it was before the whole Nexus stuff because I always got along with you really really well down there, and but I don't remember specifically. I just remember it was something to do with like the secret, and you were talking, and I was and you're like, oh, I've never read that book, but but I live it, and it was I was like, that's when I think we started kind of talking more back then.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds familiar. I'm trying to think too. Like I cannot point the exact day or like when we started like hanging out but I mean I feel like all of us were kind of close in, in NXT or FCW at that time anyway and uh, right when season one of, of NXT started we even got a closer bond but yeah I feel like we just kind of like hung out. Did we even have any matches in FCW? I don't even remember.
1: No we didn't but you were always it's funny how that all you were the like, you were the guy in FCW from Florida Championship <laughs> Wrestling. I always remember thinking because you were able to do all the cool stuff that that a lot of the guys do now, but you actually know how to wrestle it and do all the other basic things really, really well. Which is why I'm a big fan of yours and always have been. And I always thought I was like, you are a can't miss guy. I remember always talking to you, but it, it's amazing how things work out and things happen sometimes. And uh, but I was always I was doing the old uh, Skip Sheffield thing down at the period, so I was uh, and you were you were the champion. So you were working the twenty thirty minute matches. Skippy was out there doing ten to twelve every night. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I,
3: I remember you trying out a bunch of different characters, and Skip Sheffield was one of them, which I found highly entertaining, and uh, also a bunch of the other ones. I mean, I don't think that any of your characters. you did or tried uh like in my eyes was a failure i think they were all fantastic obviously right back brought you the most success but i feel like all of them were like super
1: cool to me (laughs) i'm sure there's people listening just thinking how bad were those other characters if skip sheffield was the one that worked but uh (laughs) the uh talk to us about your injury because this is something i have personal experience with and i know we texted a bit during all this one, what exactly, exactly happened with all this? Um, as we know, you're a big fan of skydiving, and, and, and you actually, you're one of the wrestlers that truly lives the gimmick. Uh, you are, there is nothing fake about you whatsoever. You are a prime yeah. example of someone that uh, is their character turned up in a wrestling ring. Actually, you could actually say real life is maybe even more turned up because of the, some of the stuff that you do is, it, it yeah. surpasses what you would do in a wrestling ring risk-wise. I
3: White Barrett always, always says that. He goes, Man, people think you're crazy in the ring. Wait till they see what you do outside of the
1: ring. That is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened? Because I always remember thinking, uh, You would always tell me you were doing all these jumps, and I was always, Be careful, be careful, be careful. Because I I can't fathom doing that. I'm the complete opposite of that. Like, I like being on the ground. But you and you were doing more and more jumps, I know. So, what exactly happened for people listening, and, and and let's talk about what you went through because I don't think people understand the ment physically how hard it is being out. Yeah,
3: so but mentally. So basically, basically I like to jump out of planes, which is skydiving, and then when you jump from a when you jump from a fixed object, that is called base jumping. So that is um, that is when you jump. Base is actually an acronym for building. It stands for building, antenna, span, and earth, and those are the four fixed objects that you can jump from. With a parachute. Uh, obviously, it's a, it's a modified system. We have to modify it ourselves. It's not a legal sport in the U.S., so there's a lot of running from cops and such. Um, this <laughs> particular jump was in South Africa. In most countries, it's kind of like a gray area. They won't lock you up for it or anything, you know, because they don't know enough about the sport. But anyway, so I did this jump. The parachute opened at a at a 180 degree angle, and uh, basically, I, I when I opened my eyes, I faced the building, and I. I tried to react as quick as possible, but I, I struck the building quite, quite a few times. I pulled down a couple of satellite dishes with me. Uh. Uh, to add insult to injury while I was lying in hospital, I had to pay for those satellite dishes.
1: Uh. <laughs> as, well, as
3: well as my medical bills. Yeah, I was in the hospital for a couple of months. Uh,
1: in South took Africa? Me about,
3: in South Africa, luckily. So. But then, you know, I flew back home because I wanted to do my rehab in California. But uh, that was a bad move. So, like, I tried for, like, a few months, and it was just so expensive here, and I spent all my money because I had nothing coming in, you yeah. uh, know, my insurance was, like, helping me out. And then, yeah, I, went, I initially went back to start, like, 10 months, and I, like, I relearned how to walk there, and then, uh, then I came back. And then Lucha, Lucha Underground started.
1: And that all worked out on that end. Now, when you... Medical bills, that stuff is no joke and all that. And then just when you, when, when did you realize on the jump? Because you've done this so many times. When did you know something was wrong exactly? Or did, was it, did, what did anything not go wrong? Did, was it just more of uh, the location of the building or was there a malfunction on something?
3: No, no malfunction. It was human error. Um, I just remember being very nervous on that day. Like my, like my heart felt like it was going to explode. And usually, that's when I know I'm going to get the biggest adrenaline kick. And, uh, you know, like looking back now, I should have done everything differently. You know, like my body position was wrong. I should have jumped harder. I should have leaned more forward. I should have taken a longer delay. Because the longer delay you take, the, the further distance you get away from the building. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to get on the ground. So And I just wanted to get the parachute above my head. So I pulled immediately. So there wasn't like enough delay. You know, If I took like two seconds or if I took 1.5 seconds, I would have been fine. But you wow. know, like when adrenaline, when your heart's pumping and adrenaline's racing, you that one, one or two seconds makes a huge difference.
1: So it's, you were saying, and with the adrenaline, and it, it's easy to look back. I think into, uh, and so I should have done this and done that. But in the moment, I mean, considering all things, uh, you do the best that you can under those circumstances, and whatnot. But it's, exactly. uh, I, I'm impressed by your ability to. A horrific accident like that. You broke both your ankles, correct?
3: I, I broke uh, I, I broke, no, broke this time I just broke my right ankle. The, the left one was fractured, but, and I lost a piece of my finger, my ring my right ring finger.
1: I had that in my notes that somebody had mentioned to me. I never realized you lost part of your finger. I don't think you ever yeah. told me that in order uh, That's a, There's a steel pin in
3: my finger, and till this day, I don't know if you can see on this, on this camera right here. look at the finger. Can you see it? Oh,
1: I can't see you on the thing. I think we're just on a voice call.
3: Oh, okay, cool. I can see you, though. But anyway, okay. So by, yeah, I have a steel pin in my finger, and that was actually the longest rehab. The rehab on that took forever, man. It took me about six
1: months to just bend the finger. I couldn't wipe my butt. It was terrible. <laughs> no, little things Jesus. like that, it's, it, people don't understand. And, I mean, you've stayed so positive throughout all this because you were saying you, you have this horrific accident. You... You're one. You're lucky to be alive, and you are. But then you got to face the circumstances of the situation. The 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 paying for the satellites, which I can only imagine how expensive that is. Medical bills, which if anybody knows anything about medical bills, especially if insurance is involved, or even if when they're not involved, it is it it is a life changing experience. And you have survived all of this. You were back in a wrestling ring, and, and I think having a lot of success. It's, uh, but during that time out, uh, mentally, what was that like for you? Because I've had to be, being out the year and a half with the ankle injury myself, that was the toughest year looking back, but it was also the most, the biggest year of growth for me mentally that, that has helped me for the rest of my life. And I, I remember talking to you and you just kept saying how tough it was, but you were how great it was at the same time. And you were doing all these other things. And could you speak on that a little bit? And like, what, what did you... At what point did you realize this when this happened, and and, and what what was your experience with it?
3: Yeah, so basically, yeah, literally, it was the toughest year of my life, mentally, physically, all that stuff. So while in hospital, I couldn't do anything, so I started reading a bunch of books. I started doing research about, you know, everything, nutrition, and, like, they they gave me a handful of opiates, and I didn't want to take that because I lost a bunch of friends in the last few years taking opiates so I started doing research on uh, alternative medicines like THC and CBD which I'll speak a little bit later about Uh, but one of the biggest things that helped me was learning how to meditate. Um, I grew up with a guru and he's been trying to get me to meditate for years and years and years and since I was in hospital in South Africa he, uh, he, uh, he came to get me one day and he's like he didn't force me to do anything he's just like yo come check out what we do here and I learned how to meditate. I learned some new techniques and stuff. And I, um, I'm very grateful for that. Like I feel like my 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 uh, accident was a blessing in disguise because if that never happened, I would have never had the mental clarity and mental strength that I have today. You know. So I mean, it was the toughest year of my life, and I lost everything that I had. But I would I would not trade that experience for the for anything in the whole world you know like I, I learned how to meditate and to me that was like the main thing to me i tried everything i tried oxygen therapy i tried stem cells i tried the hyperbaric chamber i tried i literally tried anything that you can do medically to get better and i feel like meditation helped me more than anything so just for that reason alone it was it was uh a very uh i don't know what what's the word for that the life-changing experience an eye opener i don't know what the yeah <laughs>
1: what the right phrase for that is no i mean it- it's hard to what you have gone through. I don't think people uh, on a grand scale actually truly understand and can appreciate. I, I'm so happy for you to see where you're at now and, and how you have survived all of this and, and taken a, a huge, what could have been a huge negative in your life and, and corrected a bunch of things. Like you talked about the pills and things of that nature. And I, like I always traveled alone in WWE, but I and mean, we always talked and everything. But and I had suspicions at times of different things, but I never saw it affect anything with you personally. But I know from others that that hung around you and whatnot. And to see you, I feel like you learned from all of that. With this, and as horrific as this is, and I wish it didn't have to happen and whatnot. But you're in a really good place. I feel like I like watching your Instagram. Like I feel like you truly cherish, cherish life now and um, I do I do I do and
3: mentally mentally I'm in the the best place that I've ever been in my life also spiritually um physically I feel like I can improve a little bit but then you know like we can always improve on that so like I feel like I feel like I'm definitely in in one of the best spaces that I've been um you know like I'm 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 up to 220 pounds which I never used to be you look great Uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to cut down on weight but like I just keep gaining muscle like my, my body's like responding differently to different things and my nutrition is on point um yeah i'm definitely uh, I'm, I'm stoked that you noticed that buddy because uh, i'm definitely in one of the best spaces that i have been in my life and it it shows it translates in people's work i feel like you know
2: no absolutely this is a prime example of uh you know you always hear the the phrase the power of the mind yeah and there's, there's so many doubters out there who just think that, oh, it's just positive thinking. It's not going to change anything. Or they, they're quick to sour on it because maybe they think right for a day and nothing happens. So they go back to their their regular thinking the next day. But it's not a one-day event. It's a slow process. It's, you have to retrain the way you think. And when you truly do get your mind right, that's when you just begin to understand how powerful it is i mean and we're hearing right now firsthand um i mean it, it changed his life
3: yeah yeah it, it, it's so funny you say that that's exactly it you know like uh, everyone i see on shows now or some of my friends they go wow you you got jacked so quickly why did you get in shape so quickly like i'm like it wasn't quickly it was a 13 month process yeah. it was living, I've watched living, it all. living through hell yeah yeah but, but if people people only see Uh, see like the end result you know and then they're like wow what did you do what kind of magic pill did you take i'm like nope this is 12 12 months of hard
1: work buddy (laughs) no it's not just that but it was the positive thinking but then taking positive action and going out and actually physically making changes and and going working out twice a day and doing all these things changing your workouts learning changing things up from what you did in the past and when you say dieting it's so what kind of diet are you doing right now so
3: I tried a bunch of different stuff. I tried the keto diet for a while. I did the intermittent fasting for a while. I do that. And I still kind of, I still kind of like, yeah, and it works great, right? It w- really works change great. Change, my, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Change uh, just, just for like the health benefits alone, like detoxifying cells and detoxifying the body and yep. stuff like that. It definitely helps. From a health But I like, you know, on the road it's hard to eat like that all the time. So I kind of just shift calories around. Like obviously days that I eat higher carbs, I know the following day like don't eat that many carbs. So I kinda I I I know my body very well too and I know what it needs. But uh yeah, I I always try out like the the keto diet definitely works and the intermittent fasting definitely works. But also just eating eating healthy and a balanced balanced lifestyle I feel like works the most. And like also I try to eat as much organic foods as possible. I'm trying to just cut out sugar and like all modified corn sugars and modified may start anything that's modified basically that's you know that's not, even sweeteners like anything that's man-made yeah is not meant to be consumed by by us you know And it just
1: absolutely you know you
3: won't, and you won't see it in the short term but in the long run um that, that's how also like sugar like we all know as bodybuilders we know that insulin is the most anabolic hormone in the body right yeah so every time you eat sugar it spikes your, your insulin levels like crazy so if you do have cancer cells or anything Anything in your body, any kind them. of sickness, or illness, or anything, if you eat a lot of sugar, that's gonna grow because you're spiking your insulin, and insulin is the most anabolic hormone in the body. So, it's 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 hard to to, to preach that to people. People don't understand. It just comes down to education. Like like uh, I started a, f- a fitness blog actually, so I could teach people about, about these things. It's, it, you'll be. I mean, you you're in the industry too, in the supplement industry. So yeah. you know like how un- misinformed people are. It's crazy.
1: No, absolutely. I was gonna say it, it's. We're, we're taught all these things, what, what we think is right, but everything is driven by money. And a lot of the information that they've told us over the years was simply to benefit big business, and it's not not necessarily what's best for, for us. And the key in what you said right there was constantly learning and trying to grow and taking information and, and process it and, and apply it and try it. And we might not always see it, the, the direct benefits right here and now, but long-term that, that there is to, to making wise health decisions and I wanted to ask you, do you know what your blood type is?
3: Uh yeah, I had a check the other day, actually. It was one of the rarest ones. It was uh uh A B negative or something like that.
1: Okay. I'm curious because because uh, for people, I'm A, but type O is are is the one that responds really, really well to the keto. Type A B yes. might as well might I can't remember off the top of my head for A B, but I know there's a couple of the blood types that respond really good to the keto. I don't yeah. respond as well to the keto. I feel good energy-wise, but it for me, it, I store body fat. I don't process fatty meats as well, uh, type A, but I do really well on carbs. But doing carbs on the intermittent fasting is what I've noticed the best results for me personally. But I think I always tell people, you need to know your blood type. You need to know, you got to know what works best for you. And the only way you know that is by trying all the different diets for a significant period of time or for a period of time and then kind of, adjusting and, and making and making adjustments to what fits best for you because no one diet particularly works well for every single human body type but i feel like exactly you can...
3: that you're exactly right man and and people don't realize this you know you got to find what works for you and like everybody's different plus even when you find something that works for you like people evolve and like the food we eat kind of change all the time so you kind of have to adapt with the times and keep changing stuff up and you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough.
2: People don't realize that. <laughs> I think some people just don't want to put the work in, too, because it comes down to, you know, you, you, you say that you have a blog out there to educate people, and I think sometimes people are not receptive of the information because what they're hearing is, oh, this is going to require some discipline, this is going to require hard, It's going you know, they have to try harder than they want to try. So yeah. whether it's the diet or the workout plan or what do you mean I have to cut this out, they almost would rather find something that suits their agenda in terms of how hard they're willing to work versus what's actually best for them. And uh, it, it's sad because a lot of people are, are not capitalizing on all the information that is out there. We all can really be living the best versions of ourselves, yeah. you know, mentally and physically.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's, that's
3: very true. And people, people are lazy too. They, yeah, Like you said, they don't want to put in the work. Or well, they've heard a story that, like, oh, no, my friend does this, so I'm going to do this. And, you know, It's like it's like those old wives' tales. Like, we yeah. still believe a lot of those bodybuilding myths from years ago. It's yep. unbelievable how many of those myths people still believe. They're that's- so
1: wrong. <laughs> 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 so much bad information. That is like, uh, every day I just yeah. learn something new, and I'm like, God, why did I believe that? And, I know, uh, I know.
3: But that's what's great about the Internet. You know, there's so much so much good information out yeah. there but there's also a lot of shitty information out there too so you got to sift through that and i feel like the people that are uneducated they just believe whatever they read the first thing first they, thing yeah they don't they don't want to take the time to go read more or like do some some research and that's what it, it it's all about i think it's just doing research and finding whatever works for you
1: absolutely it doesn't matter what you do in life but applying yourself and hard work is the key it doesn't matter what we're talking about those two things go hand in hand for anything. And it's the same thing with, with trying to learn about things. You, should, you shouldn't you should just go with one thing. You should process multiple things and, and kind of see what similar things you're seeing and then kind of make some uh, assessments from that and, and not just, oh, first thing you read and just believe it and in, in, in just processing information. It, it, it's a lot. It's a lot of work to, to get this it, it is. And I mean,
3: we're, we're all guilty of that. I mean, yeah, I've absolutely. done the same
1: thing and I bet you've done the same
3: thing and I mean, We've believed all those bodybuilding myths for years, you know, and then nutrition myths. And uh, only now recently I've, like, read more and more and more studies and, like, especially with the Internet now and the, the, all these YouTube guys that are out. There's so many, like, really good channels and good information out there.
1: Yeah, I feel like with working out, too, we've evolved. And we've – I feel like the human body is – we're in a really cool period. This is one of the good things about the Internet and about sharing information – And like you said, you got to kind of siphon through the bullshit, but with workouts and what the human body is capable of, you see some of these amazing videos online of what people are doing, but I feel like we now more than ever understand how important core strength is. And and I personally have learned this through my, my nine stem cell uh, (laughs) procedures I've had And and I've always had a strong core and done abs, but just, I mean, I'm talking a truly strong foundation and doing, like you, I actually, my fitness tip tonight is uh, my workout tip is the handstand push-ups that you yeah, always well, do. One of my favorites. One of my favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I that's in, I don't think people understand how truly important it is to do certain things like that that actually do work on your strength, but your core. It's more than just trying to have big muscles. It's it's these stabilizing muscles that that hold us together that are the glue of the human body. That that functional strength. That's yep. what we need. Functional strength, I think, is the best. Because you can still be jacked and muscular and have functional strength. I just think, it's like you said, it's all this old information that we're trying to kind of get rid of that we've held on to for so long. And like, okay, some of that is okay, but a lot of it's garbage. And and this is what we know now. And we're just going to continue to grow and evolve. But when did you move from, because you lived in Florida before, right? Yep. Uh, It's been three years now. Three years at you, but what part of Cal, are you in outside of L.A.? I'm um, inside of L.A., downtown, right smack in the middle of everything. You were smack in the middle of,
3: how are you liking it out there? I love it, man. Like, so Lucha lucha Films in the Arts District, which is downtown, and initially I was playing out here like twice a week, and so and I was like, man, let me try it out for like six months or a year to see if I like it, and I just absolutely fell in love with the city, man. It's so very multicultural. Uh, People are friendly. It's you have no excuse if you want to eat healthy and live a healthy lifestyle. There's so many good options around where I live, in walking distance, and like the weather's always perfect. And it's yeah, I I don't know. It's been three years, and I'm super happy here. Uh, We'll see what happens in the next few years.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was gonna say for Lucha. Now that I'm finally starting to feel good again, I've told everyone I'm returning to TV somewhere in 2019. If they need El Hombre Grande uh, to make some appearances, and <laughs> you need an enforcer, just let them know that the big guy is available for uh, will, I'll 2019. I'll put, I'll put your name <laughs> in the hat
0: for sure. <laughs> I am the ultimate dry back, and I'm here to tell you about Feed Me More Nutrition. And it's the ultimate premium in sports said, wake up, unlimited energy, I take it God stop and I am all the unlimited energy from the gods above my blood, my, my skin, the energy is pouring through my system, the big guy, all natural testosterone. Booster will be giving you direction to the heavens. And if you need protein, propane builds muscles upon muscles. My, i so hungry. Premium grass fed prebiotic and whey protein isolate is what you need. Back. Burn body fat with Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner. The most powerful fat burner on the market today. (laughs) Feed Me More Nutrition. Save 10% with Podcast 10. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon.
1: I think... uh... With that, we'll go ahead and uh, jump in to some tips of the week here, and we'll do some plugs to wrap things up here, get a little song of the week. I don't know, J.D., do you have a song in particular you'd like to do for a song of the week uh, for the plugs, or do you want me to go ahead and take care of that?
2: I do not have a song of the week. I don't think I've come across anything this week uh, unusual or that I would recommend.
1: Well, I got a song tuned up, so. By tuned up, I mean written down on my notes. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But first, the tips of the week. Tips of the week. Yay! Book of the week this week is Choose Yourself. It's a national bestseller. Uh, Be Happy, Make Millions, Live the Dream by James Altucher. A-L-T-U-C-H-E-R. Altucher or Altucher uh, is his name, and I've actually got a couple books by him. Uh, Great book. Highly recommend it. Uh, quote of the week, this week, intelligence without ambition is a bird without wings by Salvador Daly. I feel like I've done this quote before. So if I have, forgive me, guys, because I, I'm reading and I wrote it down. And I was like, I feel like I've done this. Now this is episode 102 and uh, I got a plethora of quotes in the old quote uh, Rolodex, but I feel like this might have been used before. So if, if so, forgive me. Nutrition tip of the week is grass-fed bone marrow. It's a bone matrix, bone marrow, and cartilage by pasture uh, raised in New Zealand. And the website is uh, ancestralsupplements.com. Um, it's available on Amazon, and uh, uh, I, I've been on that for the week here. And I will, I like I, again, my back and shoulder, this is the best I've felt in a very long time. And I just keep improving, so... These stem cells, Months between months two and three is when the real uh, progress starts to be made. Uh, two, three, and four. And uh, it's early on right now. Like a week for the shoulder. And it's been, this is going on the third week here. Three weeks for the back. So, it's, uh, I start my weight training up this week again. Get ready for a matchup on the 25th. And then go to Asia with actually PJ in, in, in September. So, uh, that is the nutrition tip. Workout fitness tip of the week is handstand wall push-ups uh, they build strength in the chest shoulders and triceps those are known as the prime movers helps improve balance and condition the core And know uh, not all of you are going to obviously be able to do that right off the bat but uh if you google handstand wall push-ups you can see some videos on getting in the correct proper position much better than I could do it justice just telling you to try to throw your feet up against the wall which is what I always did and, uh, and eventually you could do it where you don't need to really use your you, your feet just kind of tap the wall as you your balance improves on that. Um, but it, but it's a great, great movement, not only for your shoulders but your core on that. And that's my tips of the week. And with that, J.D, I think we go ahead and uh, if we could uh, Mike, if we could add in uh, the chemicals between us by Bush. I always have liked that song. And uh, do some plugs to wrap up this week's episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Should I uh, shoot hard on my plugs? Shoot hard, go deep.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh <laughs> That sounded really <laughs> wrong. By the way, shoot hard, go deep. for me? Yeah, I don't know why.
2: I don't know why you made it dirty. I was still yeah. making fun of, of <laughs> fucking clickbait there. Fuck. Uh... Don't. don't... Editor, don't lump that in with his massage gun. Massage
1: gun. Yeah.
2: Bruce talked earlier. It's, it could be a clusterfuck of an
1: episode there. A whole new host of headlines.
2: uh Plugs. The usual. www.ironattitudebelts.com. If you are looking for a gift or a present, which would be the same fucking thing, uh, or a custom belt for yourself, I have over six dozen options, if you would like to do something that you cannot create on the website, please email me and I can assist you. And on Instagram, at ironattitudejd, I'm always posting pictures of the latest belts. Well, actually that's not true, sometimes I post them completely out of order. Uh, But I like to repost pictures of my customers, who are nice enough to tag me in their various pictures all over the world, in the gym putting the belts to good use so sometimes when i'm feeling social media a little bit more i uh try and add in a little bit of content whether it's uh, a little bit of humor a little bit of motivational uh stuff but sometimes i just get really turned off and i just post uh belts (laughs) (laughs) which would would not be following the jab jab right hook formula
1: not at all, but it's another Gary Vaynerchuk book. All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and give a little quick plug out. He's a, a wrestling historian on Instagram. He has a lot of old of images and just professional wrestling. He's a pretty cool Instagram account, so a wrestling historian. He's going to actually be helping us get a different guests on this show. So if you do, uh, you have someone in particular you would like us to reach out to, uh, check out a wrestling historian uh, on Instagram. He's going to be working with us on getting some cool guests on the show moving forward. For all fan mail, please send it to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada 89136. Amazon merch for Feed Me More Nutrition, Feed Me More, The Big Guy Ryback, everything on Amazon and on the FeedMeMore.com website. Just click on the Amazon shirt and apparel link over there. Feed Me More Nutrition available on Amazon, FeedMeMore.com, and eBay for international orders at Wise Chiropractic in Southwest, Las Vegas, For personal video shout-outs by myself, cameo.com slash thebigguyryback, all professional wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com, or Bill Barons at showbiz at aol.com? I always mess that up, but yeah, showbiz at aol.com for Bill Barons on the bookings. Wake Up It's Feeding Time, my motivational book on Amazon, paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, meals FuelMeals.com, save 15% with discount code THEBIGGUY, that is my personal meal prep service, and uh, I'm a big fan of them if you've seen them on my stories, and uh, so check FuelMeals.com out if you're looking for some food prep that that tastes really good and shows up on your doorstep. Social media, at CWTBG and at Ryback22 on Twitter, at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Facebook. At the Big Guy Ryback 22, at Feed Me More Nutrition, and at converse at CWTBG on Instagram. For all Instagram accounts, Ryback 247 on Snapchat, and YouTube.com/slash Feed channel for this podcast uh, available on YouTube and other videos uh, that we put out there. And that's it for me this week, guys. Thank you guys for listening. You have just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Feed me. Pew pew!